When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. These are tough times for all of us, but I know that we'll make it through. Standing together, weathering the storm, it's what Americans do best. And it's how we've persevered over previously challenging moments in history. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're taking all possible steps to protect our clients and our employees. While our attorneys remain committed to the needs of our clients, we will also remain available to you. If at any time you think you may need an attorney, give us a call. We'll be here to answer your questions and lead you down the right path. Together, we'll get through this. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope that you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. back everybody to yet another edition of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by brad shaw and bryant kicking off this stay at home episode we're already going to be opening up the vault this whole time we're going back to some some rare uh comedian clips and some some fun stories all kinds of good stuff Kicking things off, though, we're going to go with uh, Frank Caliendo back on episode 1181. Next. Ladies and gentlemen, Godfather of Soul, James Brown. Ray Parker Jr., you know radio, right, Jack and Jill? Remember Ghostbusters? Yeah. Ray Parker Jr. was on yesterday. He was telling me a story 
about Wilson Pickett got mad at his drummer. After the show, he gets on the bus, walks up, and shoots the guy in the leg. He shot him on the bus. Oh, my God. So then Ray, Ray tells me. At his drummer? His drummer. Oh he shot God. his drummer in the leg. So Ray Parker Jr. says, well, you know about James. I said, what about him? He goes, oh, James Brown, man. He'd come back on the bus. He didn't like the show. The bus would be rolling, rolling down the street. Not on the highway now, you understand, but just rolling down the street. he say to people, you suck. Get off. <laughs> He'd make him get off the bus while it was moving. <laughs> like, oh, oh, my oh, God. That's nice. Get off the bus at 30 miles an hour. Well, thanks, James. Uh, Melina, how do you want to give away the tickets? We have uh, four tickets to the golf tournament, Smile Network Golf Tournament. Well, I think we have two four-packs. So We have two four-packs. Yep. Did but, Mom ever respond to you? Uh, she just said to give them away. Catherine? Catherine's yeah, work on a Friday? Come on. <laughs> Kim was supposed to. <laughs> Kim was supposed to come in. Kim was supposed to come in, but she she was with I just uh, wanted to make sure we actually had the tickets. No, we do. We have okay. the tickets. So, yeah, it's four for bowling, four for golf. Okay, so how do you want to give them away? You want to do the 1,200th caller? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might be here for a while, Melina. <laughs> Why don't we just do the... When's your birthday? July 16th. Okay, so we can do caller number 23. That's We're not getting 23 calls. <laughs> that is... First of all, that's fast math. <laughs> Excellent. I have a really bizarre brain. Yeah. I do. I have a very, it's weird. That's why, matter of fact, I talked about transfer that that's, I'm going to have to tell you that off the air. Okay. Because I did some math in my head and went, that's wrong. Yeah. I I do. I have a weird. What if you're uncovering a major crime that no one's noticed before? What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's basically mathematical. Yeah. I have a very mathematical, it's not anywhere near as good as it used to be. Like, I used to be able, I would sit in here when everybody would have a uh, calculator. Mm-hmm. I could beat every one of you. But it's, I can't do that anymore. It's yeah. sad. I'm falling apart. <laughs> I'll be dead soon. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you, whatever caller yeah. you want to take. You just take the first and second caller. I don't yeah. care. Because you, you want to be involved in the show. First caller for the golf, second caller for the bowling. Bowling. Well, I suppose network. you could just request which one you want, and then. Oh, that's true. First one can request what you want. Second yeah. one gets the whatever is left, which is good. In any case, there you go. But yeah, Catherine, I've been sporting but Smile Network for. Do you know the Valentinis at all? Have you ever met met them? No. Kim Valentini has been working with Smile Network. These doctors, no. uh, they give their time. They travel to Peru. They travel to Africa. Oh, you know what? Uh, a guy I know, David Embers, might do that. I know he does. Yeah. Might, there you go. Wow. Yeah. But uh, Catherine and I have been supporting them forever. I think Catherine and I have fixed, what did she say, like 500 kids so far? Wow. No, it's more than that, actually. I don't know. They do it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Catherine and I, we love them. I'll tell you a great story. Very quick. Then you got to make me laugh because this is not a funny story. Actually, I could tell you something. So this guy, they're in in Guatemala. And this 80-year-old guy, 83-year-old guy comes up to them and said... You know, he's got a cleft palate. 83? 83 oh years old. Oh, my God. And he said, I wonder if I could get the surgery. And they said, well, we don't usually fix people's cleft palates when they're, you know, about their eight about to die. <laughs> well, I don't know if they put it that way. Right. Right. But well, why wouldn't you? Let's be honest. So, so, why do you want your cleft palate fixed at such a late stage in your life? And he said, because I've never eaten with another human being because they won't eat with me. Hmm. Right? So, they... They fixed his cleft palate, and he, for the first time in 83 years, somebody would sit down and eat with him. And it's true. 
I mean, they fixed it. It was this wonderful story. But it was Jello. They were eating Jello. Yeah, so like it was, it was really anticlimactic. Around. That's all they could have. <laughs> so last year at the tournament, I do. I go to this tournament and do a, a little talk before the tournament starts. And people, thank God, laugh because a- afterwards I thought I probably shouldn't have done that, but it worked out. <laughs> I said I told that story I just told you. Yeah. They said that no one would eat with me, and they fixed this cleft palate, and people had uh, uh, dinner with them. But it actually turned out it wasn't his cleft palate. The guy was an asshole. <laughs> I thought, that's probably not a right thing. You shouldn't say things like that. Yeah. But think about that. You know, yes, you've got the cleft palate. But what if you're a prick? And, you know, that's why they don't want to eat with you. Yeah. Maybe your cleft palate made you a prick. Wouldn't, wouldn't no, that p- is everything political to you? You're a disaster. I want you to know that. How is that a political how position? Is that, yeah, how is that political? I just, I'm on her side. Of this. Well, thanks, Frank. Thanks for all your support. No, I got like to join tor- the girl's side now. I like the torture. You're, gonna, you're plugging your gigs. Yes, yeah, plugging my gigs. Because I'm like at the girls' that club. That's going to make them real happy. Women's <laughs> club. I'll never be back. Women's <laughs> club. It's not the girls' club. <laughs> but um, the uh, chicks' club. That went over well. Start. <laughs> I can hear the wheels turning over. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Look, I, I, this is this is a serious thing about uh, because I always think that when you comedy comes from intent, right? I mean, or, or comedy comedy is comedy until there's intent. If there's intent to hurt, that's where I think PC yeah is has gone really far, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're saying something that's uh, maybe I don't know what the word is, but if, if it's not if it's not PC, but it's it's among friends and silly and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and they know you, you know each other. It, oh yeah, yeah, right. I mean, a lot a, a lot goes further. Like I have friends who are black that, w- w- and I, I did look to you on this. Yes, you did. Okay, I know <laughs> no, black people, but but but, uh, but that we go back and forth on things about culture and make fun, right. but stuff I would never say because it would just be taken out of You're context right. Right. and blown apart. But that's, Absolutely. He but, says that to me. All, he does stuff like that to me all the time. Right. He, he says what to you all the time. He goes, oh, he calls me that. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you say things that if other people heard it, they would go, what the hell is he saying? And well, I like, do introduce JB as my youngest brother, and people go like this. They go, they like stare at him. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, my my um, my wife's cousin. He, he's Italian. His wife is Asian. And when they were talking, so this is even in L.A. And it's funny because his wife Jenny was talking about something, and she said, "Oh, your husband? I didn't see any uh, any Asian people there." Like people just assumed that she had an Asian husband. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, you know, so it's it, people just make assumptions all the time on that stuff, and it's it's interesting, especially in this day and age. Do, do you know, like you work in New York a lot, right? So, 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 do you notice that, like, the comics? And I, when I lived in New York, you would do a lot more race jokes, just like riffing with the audience. Totally, they could, and not yeah. in LA at all. No, like, you, yeah. you oh, try that in LA, they're like, oh, I yeah. I actually go there, and I'm, I'm actually not a, in real life. In my act, I'm completely PC and always worried about everything. Just because <laughs> I, I'm more worried about the biz than the show. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, right, right. So, because I do a lot of corporate comedy and stuff like that, so I stay out of anything that could be. Yeah, but you're a nice in, guy too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the other. Thing. I mean, that's true. You have no ill. <laughs> not what you don't. There's but no in New Ill York, I actually was taken aback to the things I've heard people say. And yeah. Go, yeah. Oh my gosh! If you said that, 
in LA, you're done. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, in yeah. New true. York, it's just kind of taken as. It's the MC it's, warming up the crowd. Right. And it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It literally is. You're and like, why I don't know if it's when here. you drop the R's yeah. <laughs> on yeah. words, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. You know, yeah. That all of a sudden you can say things. <laughs> but I, you're just watching the crowd. I'm saying, and you're 100% right. It is the MC always warming yeah. up the crowd. And they're looking at people and making assumptions. And everybody's laughing. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this is the Asian table. This is the black table. Right. And then they start bouncing off of each other. And, and it's funny. And it's and it's it it's not meant to hurt. Right. It's meant to... Uh, I always talk about, have this talk with people. Cultures, the great thing about cultures is that we're all different. That's exactly the point I always try to and make. And we're different is what yep. makes it great. Yeah. Absolutely. And that we can make fun of each other. This goes back yeah. to your point. I don't know if you made it on the air or off the air. But it's humor brings us together in so many yes. ways. And now it seems like... Humor is the thing that that is breaking people apart. You make a joke, and, and I'm not talking about. So there's been things that Trump has said that you go, I know. How do you not know not to say that? <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? How do you not? How do you tweet that? How do you? You know, I look at that all the time, and I go, What's wrong with the bleeding on, face? Yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> like, why would you say that? Because Megan Kelly was actually bleeding from her head, <laughs> <laughs> bleeding from Micah's face. Megan Kelly dripping out of her. It was incredibly scary and double, double anti woman. Women are that, gross. They are. Look at look at what happens. Once a month, they become the grossest things. Here's the problem that I have. When I grew up, because you know the oldest person in the room here, but when I grew up, Richard Pryor broke. When I was what did he break in seventy three? I think it was 73 or maybe 70. Which one was his first album? Crazy? Yeah, Crazy. We'll just call it Crazy (laughs) because we can't say the name of the album. That that was the third album. Crazy Fella. Yes. Crazy Man, Gentleman. Uh, That was 74. 74, okay. But he did have two albums before that, Richard Pryor and then Craps. But it was Crazy that broke him huge. Yeah, that would have been And then Bicentennial... Guy mm-hmm. was the second one, that but when those albums came out, do you know which of the albums I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You, I can't say the name of those albums. Yeah, right. But when I went in to buy it, I had to ask for it by name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1974. So, hey, do you have a copy of that? The crazy, <laughs> this guy that's crazy. Oh, but see, I mean, now it's okay. Remember last week when the, the comics called me out for not saying it because I played a clip. Well. <laughs> I, 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 I can go one worse than my grandfather, racist as sin, asking him, <laughs> but asking him why he was racist and he couldn't figure. He just said that's just the way we were. Yeah, and I say, yep. well, don't you think now as you're dying is a time where you could change? And no. he, he couldn't remember what he called black people, and I wasn't going to help him. <laughs> no, I, that's good. He was trying to. Good. He was trying to think of words, and they all started with N, but they were the wrong word. I'm just like, Can't, maybe just get that out of your head. Maybe you don't need that. But he wasn't going to have it. It's just the way he was. Well, it's kind of neat understand. that he was headed to the light, and all that stuff started stripping away from him, and he was just right. becoming. But he was still racist. <laughs> <laughs> he was still going to be that. Way. I mean, it was amazing to me. But it was. Yeah. But my feeling of. I, do, do I want to help the dying guy with, with the word he can't figure out? No, I, did, I mean I just no. Was I don't this a trick from him. God? <laughs> you know? Hey, Richard Pryor yes. told a joke early in his career, and again, this is forty years ago now. But he told a joke about going to a Chinese restaurant, and 
We're keeping you awake over there, Laurie. Is that the plan? Is, I, you're fa- that fascinated? It's normally me that's no, it's asleep. I know he always falls asleep. It, but it, I am always sleeping. I never sleep at night. I'm get off always the heroin. <laughs> get off the heroin. I should get system. on the heroin. Doesn't it make you just nod out at any time? Yeah, that's the whole problem. <laughs> just like now. But anyway, he, told, he had this wonderful joke about going to a Chinese restaurant and the Chinese server had a stutter. And he would imitate the stuttering Chinese guy. JB, you remember, right? There is no way that even Richard Pryor could tell that joke now. I mean, do a Chinese dialect on a guy who's stuttering? There's no way. It was funny as hell. It was not hurtful. But there's no way he'd get away with it now. No way. I don't know. You know, I mean, listen, do Steve Harvey gets away with a lot of stuff. I think it depends. He gets on away who the with a lot is. of stuff, and he has no talent at all. That's, yes, he's an amazing human being. That man is so successful. And what you is don't think Steve a, Harvey's talented? Not in the least. Oh, I, I think he's very. I think Do he's you really? Very likable. No, no, I, I'm not talking about likable. Except for the family. He's just got, you mean like in terms of great jokes, any joke you're a member of his, like oh that Steve Harvey bit, like you're no right. one says I, I, that. I don't, but I, you're right, exactly. Like, yeah. But he has. But he has, it's timing. He's all timing. Yes. He's brilliant. Yes. With, and I good laugh, at mugging. I laugh <laughs> yep. all at timing. Good at I mugging. La- I, yeah, I, jo- I watch jokes and I go, oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever laugh. I remember being in a green room at uh, Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa yeah. Beach. And yeah. Gary Shandling. Yeah. And everybody's doing jokes. And Shandling is just looking at everybody. And, you know, somebody would say something that was really funny. And Shandling had that, he just stayed stone-faced. And yeah. I'm like, aren't you enjoying any of the stuff because I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Yeah, just thinking, he was about, thinking yeah. about it. I can and I can see the wheels turning of him tr- probably writing full bits in his head. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, but that's. But I, I'm always the guy in the back of the room. And I, if I ever, and I rarely go to see comedy. My wife always wants to go to see comedy because. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, Instant divorce. I'm, I'm like, so I'm like it's me. work. Yeah, right. right. And but if I see a comedian. If I see somebody, I'll laugh at the, the most odd, at the oddest parts because I'll laugh at parts that are timing. Time and, I'll go, ah! yeah. and I'll laugh like that. <laughs> and most of the stuff I'm going, okay, been done six million times. Yeah, That's yeah, like, yeah. I do my own act and I go, this has been done probably six billion times right. at this point, yeah. one right. way or another. But then you, you, when I go and hear somebody who's got this amazing time, and I think Steve Harvey has that and that's really it's not about being a great he's a performer and it's uh, being a performer is great the problem i have with him is that he that he just kind of panders too much for me he panders a lot and i'm not a big fan of pandering i see i don't i I almost watch zero comedy so all i see is him in little spots i only see him on game shows yeah Yeah, that's the only time he changes who he is based on who he's talking to so, he, so he's almost a politician. Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly that, that's a very good yeah, way to put good. it. I mean, he's a, again. That's the business. That's a, that's what I I'm know. trying he, to strive yeah, but he for. He figured out how to make right. a lot of money from right. A and that's point what I want. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would have no problem if I could get to that level doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm stuck in mid mid management. Uh, and I'm fine with it, but I'm they're just not saying, hiring Italians but, anymore, but, Frank. I'm sorry, you're out. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot the guy's name. He's got all. He's got the whole Italian thing. Um, Sal. 
my wife wanted me to to go see Sebastian Maniscalco. It's phenomenal. And he's I, we did I did a podcast with him a while ago. Very funny. And so yeah, I'm, he's like, very I'm funny not guy. going to see not with Pete Coriolis. <laughs> I'm not going to see comedy. Pete was Pete Coriolis on there too? No, I don't think so. Oh my god, I love him. He's so funny. Uh, he's phenomenal. But all hey Tom. Let me just tell you something. Every woman thinks I'm gorgeous. That's all I ever talk about. How good looking he is. It's like, yeah, okay, Pete, good, good he for moved, you. Didn't he move to upstate New York? Like he kind of did a thing where he I, did. Where I he went to him. a small town. No, not that Tempe's small, but someplace else to raise his kids and just. Hey, yeah. did it too. <laughs> no, you guys. Maybe you guys are right. Why am I raising my kid on Burbank? You know? He's another it, one. Honestly, God. What's you go where? To me, it's, if I was working in the industry and wanted to do that, if I was doing a TV show. And really, really want to do a TV show. I would live in LA yeah. because then I wouldn't see my family anymore. And I actually did yeah, commute for a while back and forth because I didn't know I'd be doing the TV show. But it was, I, I just couldn't. I just LA just seemed like everybody's an actor, and everybody if they're not an actor, right. they're a writer, right? Um, right. Because they're not good looking, or, or something like they've got all yeah. these reasons of why they're doing something else. Yeah. Um, yep. Everybody's doing every, and this is even happening in my own neighborhood. Not my neighborhood, but all the people around me. Everybody's doing stand up now. Like it's every, awful. Our Everybody? fish yeah. guy is doing stand up. The guy <laughs> who does the aquarium. Yeah, fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> right in our house, everybody's named after what they do. Like we got fish guy, bug guy, bug guy, Don the guy. I call him. Uh, but everybody's a guy, unless they're a gal. I don't really understand why people don't don't realize how hard it is and how much work it is to be a comedian. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just a way to be seen solo, so everybody has yeah, to yeah, look at I you. Guess. Yeah, and it's I'm working. Uh, I've started yeah, working see on. Uh, see, I, th- my problem is that I've turned myself into this guy that everybody thinks of one as the impression guy, and two, see, I don't. I'm the sports guy. So th- I'm pigeonholed, double pigeonholed <clears throat> as the sports impression guy. <laughs> right. So right. anytime yeah. somebody writes. Uh, a, a guest spot for me. I've been. Uh, I've done things on Disney Channel just so my daughter, so I could be on shows that she likes. <laughs> That's cool. Anytime I get written a uh, Steve Byrne on his show, uh, Hot in Cleveland. Anytime I do a guest spot, they rewrite the spot for the guy to do impressions. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's I like Rich Little yeah. on Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, I'm always that guy. I'm like, can't I just play a character? Yeah, I like know. Fish Guy. Yeah, Fish Guy. I want to be a Fish Guy who does stand-up, but I can't he do impressions. He wants to be you and you want to be him. Yeah. I will tell you honestly, without singling anybody out, but, but the guys who do that now in the NFL season are unwatchable to me because they all have to be silly as hell. Whereas it's you are too never... hard. It's too hard. I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've yeah. done I, at ESPN, and I, I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to. I'm doing some stuff with ESPN, but right. it's less of the makeup kind of thing now. But right. I, I would do. I would get it down. I'd be like, they'd be like, do you want to do one this week? No, there's nothing good. When you have to do it every week. And yeah. before now, when Kimmel was there, when Kimmel was at NFL on Fox, right. there was no Twitter, there was no yeah, social that's media. Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. By the yeah. time you air on Sunday, 
Every joke has been yeah. done, dude. Same Even, with monologue. Y- like, you're right, you're at, you're, at your stuff that happens night. in the morning. You're like, uh, this has already been beat to death in the last Destroyed. three hours. We can't even do this joke we wrote ten minutes ago because it's been done. It's yeah. so yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so and annoying. Everybody's and then you do the joke that you didn't hear, and everybody thinks you took the joke from their Twitter feed <laughs> with six <laughs> followers. Like six followers, <laughs> it's got no, it's got yeah. no retweets or anything. Yeah, and I, I, I used. Yeah. So look at that stuff, and they're like, "You doing this? I I suggested this to you in 2015. Right? Here's oh I, I don't God. know. I don't. I honestly, my brother looks at most of those now because there were so many I hate yous on there that I was just like, all right. People said to said they hated you. Oh, people. They I, hate everyone. They hate everybody. Literally. Oh, everyone. I thought it was that, only oh, me. That's what I was going to get to on the air, or off the air, which the, nobody hears it then. So, God. it's. It is so I started trying to build my Twitter following, and I had oh, yeah. I had thirty thousand Twitter followers. This is like three or four years ago, uh-huh. or something. Th- maybe that much built up a little bit, maybe even ten. I don't know. But then I went to a Super Bowl, and I realized I'm just building it by saying mean things. So I just started saying mean things about during football games and stuff like that. My Twitter following started going going exponentially. I was getting retweeted 3,000, 4,000 times. Yeah, live tweeting is super popular. I'm going to start watching football. Yeah, but but you could do it with any event with like mind with people who are in that that world. So I started doing it. I was always doing it. People were looking forward to me saying all these mean things. I'm like, I don't want to be that. Right. And then I'd go places and I would say mean things to people. (laughs) Because I wasn't trying to, but that's just how my brain started thinking. I know. And I'm like, this is awful. You know, it's uh, last night. And now I'm president. (laughs) And now I'm the president. But did you increase your followers by a lot? Usually like 350,000 people, but I stopped doing it. Yeah. But I stopped doing it. I couldn't. I just. People now say, why aren't you doing it anymore? I'm like. Cause it just, I just felt like I was being mean to everybody, and yeah. I just, I wasn't even being funny all the time. I just, I was like, this is the formula that works to be mean. Yeah. Now I was within, I was always within PC rules because if I, if I said yeah, something right, right. that was off color or you know, uh, anti anybody. I would get called it, but it was always like Tony Romo could get intercepted, you know, throwing a, a paper airplane. You know, it's right. yeah, something, right. something, anything like right, that. Right. Uh, if he was a referee, he, the the, uh, the 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 flag, the, the flag, is it a flag? Yeah, it's the flag, flag, yeah. flag. The flag would get intercepted. You know, right. just <laughs> easy jokes like that. Yeah, and they'd get. I was going to yeah. say tremendously. Tremendously. <laughs> tremendously. By the way, Trump is the only guy who can actually describe a word with the same word. It's tremendously <laughs> tremendous. That's it's very fantastically true. fantastic and amazingly that's a true amazing. Story. Um, so, but that's just where I I I got to and. I, I got sick of it, and I was I, I was I was doing it on Vine too. Like I was just trying to think of things for Vine all the time when Vine was there. Right. I was like, ah, oh. and that's all I did. I was obsessed. It is also unsatisfying at the end of the day to just go, oh, well, I got a bunch of likes, and it's not the same as getting a laugh on stage. Right. It doesn't feel the same. It and just that's feels the way like wasted. Everybody effort. is now, though. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be mini famous in their own world. Yeah. Right. And- oh God, look at YouTube. There are six trillion YouTube celebrities, all of who they and make my a video. kids know all of them. My son yeah. has to be one. Well, He's yeah. obsessed with being a YouTuber. Yeah. Oh, That's God. like the Keep thing. Keep an eye on him. To hear what happened here. <laughs> yeah. Right, we had that young couple. Young where, couple. 
Oh, the I shooting? The girl yeah, and the guy shooting. burying I am going to teach him that oh. you can't be shot through an encyclopedia and survive. I will By teach a 50 him that caliber Desert Eagle pistol from a foot away. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Come on. Wow. Um, how many hits did it get? I don't know. He, he, he I got know. one. <laughs> he got one. It was a hit. That would be a great do people. Do people hate you on Twitter? And uh, Facebook? Uh, sometimes, you know what? Uh, sometimes it depends on the issue. Sometimes when I start tweeting and hashtagging the NRA, then I get some hate. But uh, normally. Once you get off the politics, <laughs> Jesus, you're <laughs> you a pain in the You're a horrible human being. <laughs> I, I got very, very lucky because something happened to me at the very beginning of Twitter. Because if I had done it now, my life and career would be over. And I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it even was or whatever. I was reading some article about blah, blah, blah. And as I'm reading the article, I'm just, you know, tweeting people back or whatever. And I said, Adam Lambert's sister is very pretty. Well, it was Adam Lambert. So they thought I was making fun of the fact that he's gay. Which I wasn't. I thought it was his sister. (laughs) Now, if I did it today, they'd kill me for that. I mean, I'd be wiped off the face of the earth for saying that. Even though I meant nothing by it. We did a joke at NFL and Fox, which I didn't think was about... I I didn't think it was anti-transgender. It was about Chaz Bono. Right. So it was... was, Some player was as confused as Chaz Bono at a urinal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come on. It's but it's not saying trans it's just no. it's a new experience. Mm-hmm. That's all we were so trying to I, say. Yeah, isn't it interesting how like I mean, just from writing monologue jokes, like three years ago Caitlin and Bruce Jenner jokes were right. fine. It was it was yeah. Sort of, yeah. and now we now the it's culture has shifted so quickly to you know, she's a woman, and she was always a woman. So, so making that kind of a joke is actually not understanding it's just, trans. It's just, that you don't make that joke yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I, the joke are, that it seems like old, right? Yeah, my son. My son had a great line at, d- at dinner last night. We were we were talking about something about there was chocolate, and he's allergic to peanuts, right? So they and all nuts, all tree nuts, and the the moose had nuts. The chocolate mousse had uh, some whipped cream with nuts in it or something like that. So we had no nuts. And I said, I didn't have the joke. I said that was, uh, uh, what did I say? I don't remember what I said. But I said the the, the wrong joke. And he goes, no, Dad, Moose Jenner. Uh, moose without nuts. I'm like, that was great. That was great. Moose Jenner with the, the, the moose with no nuts. Do you have to go? She wants 15 more minutes of this. I'll just stay till the next break. Well, this is the oh, next okay. break. Yeah, we're about 15 <laughs> minutes past the, uh, but if you, the next break. <laughs> We'd love I to have to you stay till 2, but if you got to go, you got to go. I'll stay, I'll stay till 2, but then I do have to go. I have to, wa- I have I have to, to write, what am I watching? Well, he has to go at 2 as well. Okay, cool. Plus, I, you, I, you don't want to be here when Eric Balling calls in, because you'll be going, I got to hate all you, because <laughs> you're unbelievable. <laughs> Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Frank Caliendo. Coming up next, we had another comedian on a little while back. We had Nick DiPaolo. Next on The Best Stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We are back with Nick DiPaolo. He is at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Staying at a lovely hotel he was talking about, which is, uh, <laughs> would you say, somebody gave birth in the... Uh, in the freight oh, elevator. Oh. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? He's just telling them. He just said it has. It was oh, fun. I was in the pool today really. with some uh, gang members. It was awesome. <laughs> mm. I saw two state troopers pepper places. spraying one of the maids. You know, it's uh, <laughs> all the best places for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Hey, you got to come back to town. I just saw Tony Bennett's coming to Mystic Lake, man. What's he, get, is he going to be buried here? <laughs> God, how old is he? He has got to be in his 90s. Yeah, he's he's in his, I'm, I'm Googling him right now. He's in his late hundreds, it says. I wonder what wow, he sounds nice. like. Well, he left his heart and his uh, hips in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, Do I <laughs> June 9th. Tony Bennett will be at uh, Mystic Lake uh, June 9th. Yeah, 90 years old. Have you That's ever seen exactly him, Tom? Right. I've never seen him. I'd love to see Tony Bennett. Yeah, you you should probably hurry on up and do that. Yeah, it's time to pick up the pace. (laughs) I saw him not performing. I saw him at a Starbucks in New York. Really? Yeah, looking out the window. He's drinking coffee. Are you sure sure he wasn't performing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Might have been. That's a good point. No. Uh, He's 90. He is 90 years old. You're absolutely right. So... They just got married in 2007. So, what? Uh, yeah, she's 21 uh, years really? old. Flavor and Brown's cheerleader. Money grubbing whore. She married him for love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Money grubbing whore. It's kind of negative, actually. She really, really loves him. Uh, well, she's 56, so. Wow. Would you like mom. If you were, if Dad was ninety, oh, how do you feel about that? I, left my I would definitely cash. have been marrying him for his money <laughs> if yeah. I married a ninety-year-old. What can a ninety-year-old do? It's like they're not going to be like going out on the town. Well, Tony Bennett's well, still yeah, touring, so yeah, I guess yeah. that's doing true. more than you're doing. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. He does more than you do. <laughs> Guys, making millions on the road. <laughs> he um, is making millions. Always has to. You ever see Alec God, Baldwin do him? Singer. No. No. Oh, no. Alec Baldwin does that. You never see him on Google SNL. Alec Baldwin doing Tony Bennett. It's a killer. Oh, yeah. He's very good at his. Alec Baldwin's a very, very talented guy. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, doubt he about is. It. yeah. He does a good job. You know who I like? Is he, you know Danny Baldwin and all his brother? I've met Danny, but I, I don't know him. I met him. Danny. Danny, I get a call from him once in a while. He just calls me once does in a while. Really? He's been on the show a number of times. Yeah, so he just calls me up. And he's talking to me one time. He goes, hold on a second. And then I hear him in the background talking, and he talks for about 10 minutes. And then he comes back on the phone, and he goes, sorry about that. I had to do a scene. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, I'm, do- I'm shooting a movie, and so I just put the phone in my pocket while I shot the scene. I'm well, like, yeah, I don't think they really want you to be doing things like that. He's yeah, multitasking. I mean, nothing wrong with yeah, that. He was multitasking, but he, yeah, he's a hell of a guy. He's a good guy. Actually, the Baldwin brothers are all good guys. I don't, I've never met Alec, but... The other ones are all nice guys. Which In one's general. the uh, kind of religious one, Steve? Stevie Ball? I think Steven. I don't really know yeah. him too well. I met him doing Gutfeld show. Greg Gutfeld show. Red Tell eye. me more about Gutfeld because Gut, the one time I had contact with Greg Gutfeld, he was a total prick to me. <laughs> and then that's why I brought, he was. He was just an asshole. Yeah, they, isn't he about like three feet tall or something? <laughs> yes. He's one of those guys, he's like three feet tall, and he's just being a prick. I'm like, what, what is your problem? Where, no. when, he, when he first... Where'd you meet him? What? Uh, it's when his book came out, so what was that, a couple of years ago? Yeah. He was on a book tour. 
And he yeah, snubbed he you at the Barnes and Noble. What did he do to you? No, he he. I don't know. He he just because I, I he, that's why I brought up Paul Mercurio because he and Mercurio are good friends. So so I called Paul. I said, "Don't you know this guy?" Because I had never even heard of him. Um, what did he, where did he come from? Was he a, was he a newspaper guy or something? No, he he wrote. Um, he wrote. I know he's right. He was writing for like a fitness magazine. He was the editor in, in the UK in England. I don't know if it was men's What's men's this? health and fitness or one of those. And, What's uh, his name? I already forgot. Greg, Greg Gutfeld. And uh, so I'm getting snubbed by a fucking guy that's writing for a fitness magazine in the UK. Well, that's what <laughs> that's he was great. doing before he got on Fox News. So I mean, he's doing yeah, much he, better I, now. I don't think he, yeah, but I don't think <laughs> he, he doesn't was, have Tom Bernard money. He but who does? In the food court with a bottle, <laughs> a food court with a bottle of wine. You wrote for the Huffington Post from its launch the, until 2008. Well, so that, that, I, didn't, well that, I didn't know that either. Fucking, but he see. He uh, but yes, Men's Health. He was the editor in chief of Men's Health in 1999. Oh, so he wasn't just like telling people how many sit-ups to do. No, and uh, no. he's actually a good writer and shit. But he he went to Berkeley and and he you know and he was uh, you know oh, yeah. he was kind of a lip and he and he hated it. That's where he became a conservative. After he saw what jerk offs they were, so right? It's an interesting story. I, I got to give him that credit. I like that show, The Five. The Five. That show, The Five, that he's on. I do like that. And I like his show too. He's got that gigantic guy on what the hell's his name, Tyrus. Oh god, yeah, he's yeah. Huge. Holy shit, is that guy big? I think he was a is wrestler. He a professional wrestler? Yeah, yeah I think he, he was a been. professional wrestler. Yeah, now he's yeah I don't think I'd want to piss him off. I'm Absolutely pretty sure. Absolutely not. I'd like to piss nope. off Kimberly Ooh. Guilfoyle, though, and then have her spank me. <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, yummy, yeah. yummy. <laughs> is she so pretty attractive in, in a person, is she? Well, what are you watching, The Five for the content, Tom? Come on, let's be, let's be serious. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Dana right? Perino, she's cute, too. They have impeccable taste over there. How about Shannon Yeah, they kind of do. Mm. That's that's very true. That's very, I forgot very your true. wife's next to you. I'll call you later. And uh, <laughs> they got a hey, they get rid of your friend, huh? They got rid of your friend, Miss Feminist, who I didn't get along with. Gutfeld was a prick to you, and what's her name, Gretchen? Gretchen Carlson. Oh, yeah. Gretchen Carlson. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's from Minnesota. That's right. I know. Didn't somebody sexually harass her at Fox? Yes, didn't I they did. Have somebody was right. sexually harassing everybody. Yeah, yes, I did. Well, so what? You didn't get along with Gretchen Carlson. Oh, she's a witch. But, uh. Oh, my God. I, I, I did a segment. Uh, I told you the story. <laughs> I told you the story. They had me come in and do Fox and Friends uh, years right. ago. Remember, David Letterman made a joke about uh, A Rod sleeping with um, Palin's daughter or something, and he got in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yep. So they yep. called me, and they wanted a comedian's take. And before they interview, they screen you on the phone. And, and I sort of agreed. I said Ledman was a little out of bounds, but I sort of, you know, agreed with uh, with Fox. No, but I changed my mind on the way to the studio. And the, mm-hmm. I, I really did. I was reading about it on the way to the studio right, in the back of the right. car, and I changed my mind. So I get on the couch with Steve Ducey and the, and the other guy, and, and, and I sort of defended. I said, no, Palin can handle herself. She's a grown woman. They can do anything men can do, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the segment ends, and I come off, and, and Brian Kilby introduces me to Gretchen. I put my hand out. She looks down at it like there was shit on it and just walks around me. Was with a, there, Nick? With a, was there? Yes. I, yes, I just come out of Lou Dobbs' uh, room. And, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, she just, uh, oh, I wasn't taking yeah, the feminist line, so. 
Don't get me wrong. Still yeah, a piece of ass. I always liked her. But, uh. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because you say that's not the feminist line, but you said that, you know, she's a woman. She can take care of herself. Yeah, Wouldn't no, you're right. Wouldn't that be a feminist view? Yeah. No, you're right. But, no. Actually, Andy, you're right. It wasn't the, I guess I should have said it wasn't the Fox News uh, angle. Oh. I guess. Well, but actually, I mean, feminists do... That's where that whole never hit a woman thing came from. But then also, women are equal to men. So what's, what's going on there? I don't know. I guess you're going to have to hit a woman. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're going to have to test it out. So, I, I, and I'm very serious about this. I, have, I am to this day shocked that you didn't end up with your own deal on Fox, on the Fox Network. That was a natural to me. Like they got good guys on there. They got that uh, that Waters kid. He does a nice job. Well, that's the thing. You, know, that... you got to temper yourself. I, I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't well, even. Who needs that you, shit? Yeah, but Tom, you can't be funny on a, a news channel. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're right. I suppose that's true. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a brand I, name. It's yeah. Fox News. I can't say anything even the slightest off color. Which is what real comedy is about, by the way. You say shit that other people are thinking. Right. And that doesn't fly as far as comedy on a news network. You can do it on Comedy Central if you're a liberal jerk off. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's like when priests attempt comedy. It doesn't work. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's. Uh, I just. Somebody I, should start a comedy channel, like a political comedy channel. It would be. To, I think it'd be a huge hit. Well, they they are that, doing it. Ends that. up being. Well, know, there's like something called CRTV. Are you familiar with that CRTV? I don't. No, I don't think so. Mark Levin, uh, my old boss, at, oh, okay. uh, started this at uh, the guy that used to work with Directv that hired me, and he's a conservative and a lawyer and stuff. And uh, he's okay. you know he hooked up with Mark Levin. So it's called CRTV. It's a streaming service. It's like Netflix, only for conservative politics. So they have Mark okay. Levin at the top of the lineup. They have Michelle Malkin. Um, oh, I like her. Yeah, yeah, she's good. And they, they, you know, the guy that fills in for Rush, Mark Stein. He's got like a British accent. Yeah, he's a British guy. Yeah, so they had him slotted. <laughs> they gave him a show. They built a studio for him, and I guess he flipped out, <laughs> and he wouldn't even show up and shit. And so, um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a fan of his. I, I don't get his deal. Yeah. So, uh, but they want me to shoot a pilot within the next couple of weeks. So. Well, they should see that now. We're talking. Yeah. Then I'll I'll be the Ed McMahon. I'll come out. Oh, that would be great, <laughs> Nick. That would be awesome. Yes, sir. Very funny, sir. <laughs> and it was pretty It'd good, Tom. Greatest, it'll be oh, yeah. the greatest oh, ever. Oh, did you hear what that uh, that cunt Hillary Clinton said? <laughs> <laughs> that thick ankle dog, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I. So you're going to shoot a pilot? See, I think that's great news. What, what am I at? Iraqi terrorist? <laughs> Hello, folks. I, can, I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm to wake up the rest of the people in Florida. The, uh, yes, uh, within the next few weeks, I'm going to. Uh, that's you, a great I, idea. And you know it's, what, Tom? I'm doing it in idea. Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, because it's, it's internet. You can say what you want, you know. We'll, we'll see right. how far they have the balls to go. And, um. Yeah, I'll come well, out and do, a, do a monologue. You know who's helping? You know who's helping produce this thing? Maybe you Ooh. even know the guy. There was a guy who was the executive producer of Jerry Springer show when it was a huge hit. A guy named Richard Dominic. I don't know. No, I don't know. He's coming no. to my house on Monday from Chicago. So this is going to be interesting. I just 
See, now this makes complete. And now Mark Levin, while he's interesting, a smart guy, he's not. He's not funny though. Is right. He? No, he's a real constitutional lawyer. You know. Yeah. And professor. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Very serious. He does very well as well. I know. But see, I think that's a very very smart idea for like you should. So they'll let you do what you want to do on CRTV. Yeah. Uh, w- you know, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, that's the idea. Because I think it's a great idea. I think it's a really smart, smart move. And, and couple that I don't with think there's uh, any question about it. Couple that with a serious radio show. And next time I come back to Acme, I'll sell all the shows out. <laughs> no, you could, <laughs> you could do whatever you want on serious, right? Yes. Well, I to, mean, are, to are a there... degree. You can't get in trouble like Anthony Comia did. But he did that on his own oh, time. Yeah, Anthony, what? Anthony, what the hell were you doing? I mean, well, he was wandering he the streets at 2 in the morning in Times Square, and some black chick took a swing at him, and he let his failings be known on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Now uh-huh. I remember. Is he, is he ever coming back, or is that just that ship has sailed? Well, he's got or his own thing, man. Retire. I do his right, podcast. Right, he's, got a, he, he's got his own right. network. He's got like eight shows on this, which is fun. I'm doing it again. Uh, I did it with Johnny Sack from The Sopranos the last time. And, sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so Anthony's got his own thing. He's doing great. He's funny. One of the funniest good, dudes. Good. He can make me laugh like uh, like no other, man. He's a really funny, uh, pretty smart guy. No, he too. is. He's very... Well, I'll tell you what. That, that show was the first one in the, in the country, the Opie and Anthony show back in the day. They used to talk about me once in a while. And they would, and they would talk they really? about other... Yeah, it was really nice of them. I think Louis Black brought my name up to them oh, okay. or something, or you did maybe, or yep. one of you guys did. Yep. And so they would once in a while, they go, yeah, you know, uh, Paul Castronovo down in Miami. He's another one's guy. You're, you're on Paul's show, Paul and Young Ron? Jesus. That, yeah, I, I, in Miami? I, absolutely. I, I can't remember well, what they look like. a great but... guy. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. They all blend just, in they're, after they're a while. A... Except for you. Yeah, I understand. You well, rugged Midwest look. <laughs> Yeah, nice try. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You no, left. See, I'm. I left you one. You left I was me on the. Say, I'm excited about the CRTV and the and the serious thing because it's about goddamn time people woke up and and put funny conservatives on television and radio. Yeah, you know, it's all right for for all the liberals to be funny as hell and say whatever the hell they want and everybody's an asshole mm-hmm. and blah 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 and that's all funny, but. But if you even lean a little bit right, and I, you tend to be more libertarian than you are yeah, far right. That's exactly you're not right. A far right. No, you're right. Exactly. And that should be on radio. It should be on television. It should be on the internet. Thank God. I mean, this is great news. It is great news. I'll spend my money on a headstone and die in two years. Wait, if I was fifty-five <laughs> to fucking give me a little light. That's how liberal and <laughs> that's how fucking liberal and horseshit show business, and they try to deny it. Yeah, I just oh, suppress true. me, oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's your attitude, Nick. Maybe you could have been nicer. Ah, fuck off. No, no, I, no I'm telling you, I, I think that's a great thing. That's nice to hear that Anthony's doing because Opie and Anthony have been fans there, and Jim Norton, as you said. Uh, yeah. It's just it's a different kind of deal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's finally they they've realized, hey, these people are funny, and uh, let's move forward. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, I see some of this bullshit, and I know you 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 worked with her and stuff, but that Amy Schumer drives me nuts with her. <laughs> she was at first she was good, and then she turned this liberal horseshit on. What was what happened there? Well, that, I'll well, tell you, know, you what happened. It's all in the family. Yeah. I'll tell you what happens. Well, no, you, you fucking. You, if you start climbing the ladder of Hollywood and get into legitimate, yep. yeah. you start swimming with those fucking people. 
And uh, uh, you, be- you better ish. fucking toe the party line, or you're not going to make any more uh, movies. That's true. That's how it happens. That's true. You know? That's terrible. It is terrible. It's very, very funny. Like that deal you did with the with the courtroom deal. It was a kind of like the oh yeah, twelve, 12 angry, angry men. men. Kind of. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was funny. Oh, it was so fucking that that that, that was so well written. And, and she called me to do that, and I go, yeah. I, I said I can't. I've already booked. Me and my wife were going to uh, St. Bart's for vacation. She goes, hey, we fucking wrote this sketch around your anger. You have to do it. <laughs> See, there yeah. you go. And I went, really? No, this so is huge. It was the best deal. thing I ever did on camera, actually. Do you think... No, I thought it was terrific. I thought it was fantastic. I, uh, I, I Do you think... You know, Mark Levin's a very powerful guy. He does extremely well. Yes. Uh, is it? Are there enough, you know, powerful, uh, tough guys around it to just go, fuck this. We're not going to follow... We're not going to toe the Hollywood line. Look, I got to believe I did that, that stuff's going to hit the wall. I did well, that I years ago. you did. That's why I'm doing the... I know Tom you Bernard did, but I'm <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thirty years into yeah, my career, that's exactly. It. I'm trying to sell out the Acme Comedy Club. Meanwhile, you're doing commercials. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at the fucking Palladium with Nick Schwartzen tonight with forty thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> the Palladium. <laughs> yeah, I, I just honestly, God, it's the whole thing just amazes me. I see these people, and I, I, a lot of them, I just, it just, I don't get it. Uh, you know, and I. I you know most of these people, so so I I, I just uh, there are some people that are very very funny that do very very well, and then there's some I, I watch them and I go, how does anyone think that's funny? Yeah, well, it's very but subjective. I, you I guess. just explained it to me. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I suppose. And they told, like you said, they told the party line so they get hired, and then like, okay, well, good for you. That's really that's fantastic. You know. Yeah. So we could see on CRTV. You got the uh, the the serious radio show going. That's well, they, now I'm going to have something to these listen are two to things uh, that, on the way home. These are two things that are going to happen. They're, I mean, well, the, the CRTV. I have to shoot the pilot, and then they have to decide whether they want to pick it up. But the uh, the radio thing is, you know, like I said, ninety nine point five percent done. So um, okay, well, tell them both. I said. Okay. I will. I go, look, Tom Bernard. And they go, who's he? I go, he's a mean drunk. Uh, out in <laughs> he's got all kinds of guns at his house. And, uh... <laughs> exactly. He's going to be very, very pissed off if you don't get I mean, I need something to watch, too. I, this is yes. very selfish. No, you're right. You know, it's very, very selfish. i got to have something to watch. I have to have something to listen to as well. You know, I, yeah. uh, uh, that's the whole deal. That's everything. You know, have have some laughs and uh, and again, I, I don't see you at all as being a far righty or, no, or just no. kind of a libertarian guy. You want to live your life, and that's kind of how my whole family is. Yeah, it's called common know? sense and reasoning, which one party seems to grasp better than the the other, in my opinion. But uh, you know, I, yeah, I suppose that. But true. when you're in showbiz circles, if you if you if you lean right on two out of ten, two out of ten uh, issues, that makes you like a fucking Nazi. You know. <laughs> It's, uh, they have a different yeah, uh, well, that's rating, true. you know. Well, we were talking about that this morning, the fact that, that uh, okay, so I'm an average guy or a woman, and I work at, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm a TV repairman, so your TV goes out, so i got to come to your house and fix your fucking cable or whatever. Why would I listen to someone from Hollywood or a professor from Harvard 
they don't live in the real world. What the hell has that got to do with me? That's the part that confuses me. Is some guy, he's a professor at Harvard, and he's telling me how the world should work. Yeah. And then uh, I yeah. got uh, Scarlett Johansson's telling me how. Yeah. What the hell do I have in common with those people? No, and this, I don't get it. No, that's exactly. And that's the battle today. That's what's going on right now. Donald Trump and the people who like him versus the rest of the fucking world and, and, and the globalists. So, you know. And uh, even if the, you know, maybe you can't stop globalism or whatever, but I'm going to have fun trying. <laughs> well, I hope you can stop globalism. I, I just, honest to God, I don't even want to. I tell you, I, I've told this story before, but uh, do you know Trump at all? Do you, have you I, ever met him? I don't. I really don't. I, I, and this guy, Goomba Johnny, who's a radio guy in New York, he's not on anymore. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yep. John Saliano, his name is. He, he he had a radio show in New York, and he was bad-mouthing Trump on the show. This is years ago when mm-hmm. Trump was, you know, even before mm-hmm. The Apprentice. And Trump called called into the radio show. said, hey, I heard you talking <laughs> bad about my wife or something. They start arguing, and then Trump's like, uh, want to have lunch? And Johnny goes, no, I don't want to have fucking lunch with you. <laughs> so... Of course, Trump calls him like three days in a row, and the next thing you know, Trump comes into the show, and he's like a regular on Goomba Johnny show. And I know Goomba Johnny good, so I'm going to use this connection to meet the yeah, president. Absolutely. I'm telling you. So, well, uh, here's what I got to tell you. So the, the, his, uh, his book, Art of the Deal, comes out 20 years ago or whatever. Yep. How, how however long ago. Yeah, at least. Yeah. I've never met Donald Trump in my life. I've never talked to Donald Trump or whatever. So he books on the show, on the KQ Morning Show. I'm going to interview him about, about his book. Mm-hmm. So I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome our guest, uh, Donald Trump. He goes, hey, Tom, how are you? I said, I'm great. I'm great. And he goes, hey, I looked at your ratings, man. Your ratings are phenomenal. Best ratings in the country. It's unbelievable. How's Catherine doing? I said, ah, she's great. World nice, friends. Nice of you to ask. Well, how about Andy and Alex? I know that Andy and Alex, uh, you oh, know, Andy uh, is in second grade. This guy knew everything about me. Sounds like a That's mafioso calling you. Is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, yeah. For you better sure. do an, a nice interview or I'm going to fucking kill your whole family. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> that's what, but, I mean... That's how smart this guy is. Yeah. He, he knows everything about you. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a sales, that's a sales it. tactic. And that's what we need. Yeah. That's what we need right now. Yeah, I agree. The company, the, the, the country's a corporation. That's all I've been hearing my whole life from people on the left. Now they have a fucking CEO and they're afraid of him because he likes to grab pussy. Hillary likes to grab pussy. <laughs> I didn't see that being a big fucking deal. Where's that tape? Where's that tape with her face buried in a giant Muppet Yale? Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Nick DiPaolo on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, for you, some of you old school listeners, you might remember the movie script for an electro larynx that is either possessed or hacked. Well, that's next. I'm the best of. Don't wanna know how this nightmare ends. Okay, who wants to be involved in writing a movie? We're gonna do a movie. Not uh, me. I have enough. Kurt Ronald is gonna be in tomorrow. I talked to him about it, and I talked to talked to Dave Morrell about it. We're gonna do a movie Wait. about. Uh, Kurt's be coming in tomorrow. No, Friday. Oh, you said right. tomorrow. I said tomorrow. I'm sorry. Tommy Davidson's coming in tomorrow. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna do a movie about. A young guy, he's an up-and-coming up comedian, and 
all of a sudden he's told that he's got throat cancer and has to get an electrolarynx. <laughs> and he decides that he's gotten such a bad break in life that he becomes really racist. So when he's on stage, it's all about, yeah, we know there's a lot of color. <laughs> so the whole movie will be about a guy. See, now that's funny, isn't Making it? Making fun of cancer it. victims no, and don't, black people. They don't need Well, it's going to be everybody. It's great. What could go wrong? You ever notice on American Greed, half the people are Jews? You know. He's <laughs> <laughs> not him really saying it, so it's okay. No, it's an electro no, lyrics. That's right. That's, that's the whole point. Right now. No, 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 in I Hollywood, they've stolen your idea there. already. It's I already see, gone. No, I see a twist in it. He doesn't become a racist. The electrolarynx becomes right. a racist. No, like, that's exactly yeah. the point. Yeah. He's going, I don't know what it's, I'm saying. It's programmed by a KKK I'm not, member. I'm not saying hacked. these things. It's just coming up this way. The, and wooden, at the, very, the wooden dummy comes to life. Right. Yeah. I don't want to give the ending away. It has Tourette's. But yes, at the very end, he develops Tourette's syndrome. Uh. You, you, need to get Pat, nice you need to get Pat Proft involved in this. Wouldn't it be just a great movie? Everybody would just hate it. But they hate it so yeah, much that it sounds make actually pretty funny. <laughs> it would be hilarious. I'd watch that movie. I just I came up with the idea yeah, on the air it. this morning at KQ. That's hilarious. Between all the unfunny <laughs> bullshit that goes on in that show. One, but anyway, <clears throat> one time I was doing an uh, open mic and there was a guy with an electrolarynx in the audience. Oh yeah. So when he'd laugh at the joke, you. Yeah. Ah, 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 well, why would ah, you? I, like, I don't want that write to that happen right anymore. Write that right in. Make a note. The guy. The guy's grandfather. He put it up to throw two laughs. Yeah. He put it up like. Why not just laugh silently? Oh no! but a heckle scene. A heckle scene between two electrolytics. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't try to steal this idea because it's being recorded. Yeah, this we have is... t- it's time stamp for people. So, well, yeah, we have to get it registered with the Writers Guild. Right Absolutely, away, right, away. right away, right get away. Get that done right we'll away. Have Josh, run over, run it over. Get get that piece of paper. <laughs> run it over. And so here's it. the simplest way to do it: is to simply write down the treatment, put it in an envelope, date it, mail it to yourself right. by registered mail. Mike, you get on that. Well, it's just a quick little outline. Just a quick little outline. That'll stand as copyright in. In law. Well, okay, I imagine so would this episode. Can you the imagine the works. elevator pitch, though? Oh, oh if you got a minute. Yeah, you got a minute. At one point, he sells out his first theater, because that's a big deal for stand-ups. When you sell out your first theater, it's a huge deal. So he calls his mother. She answers the phone, hello. Hi, hi, Mom, it's me. Oh, hi, Timmy. How'd you know it was me? <laughs> you know, write all that shit. <laughs> Put all that shit in there. It would be so great. This, this will be fun. I'm telling you, this movie so would be huge. Hilarious. Okay, so then there could be a guy. There could be a guy who actually has a voice like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who says, "Are you making fun? Of me? <laughs> Are you, you making, making fun of me? <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of you. Oh, I, it's. I'm telling you, this movie. You're an asshole. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do, okay, so how do we get this there so nobody steals this idea? Because it's a phenomenal idea. Well, this show would count as copyright. Would it? If after it's been yeah. you know, put out in the oh, public, God, the show is copyrighted, but not the material inside of it. Sure, why it not? That isn't, well, that it's still our are, idea, clearly. Are, you can't copyright an idea. I mean, Tom's idea, not mine. Well, okay, so, so, so the, so the piece. Credits. So if somebody took the piece of the show and did it without um, a copyright uh, royalty, that would be taking the show. But if they took an idea from this show. And no, since it's, it. since so it's ideas, ideas for... can't be copyrighted. So, so what are we why gonna... would writing it and then mailing it to yourself because be then it becomes then it becomes a fact. It becomes a treatment, <clears throat> not an idea. So I say you create a treatment, 
as a movie idea, and then you mail it to yourself. You have the idea first. You, that doesn't mean someone else can't make the movie, but if you can uh, establish in court that you uh, had the treatment before they did, then they it's like an option. They have to pay you. And what for is that. treatment? Uh, treatment is um, a, a two or three page outline. outline of what the movie is going. Can to be. we do that on the internet? I mean, can we do it by emailing ourselves? That you have to mail it snail mail. Yeah. Well, it, it email stands, is unreliable. It, it stands up because it you can manipulate email, but you can't manipulate registered well, we gotta mail. We got this done like we get this mail tonight. Yeah. The Writers Guild that's what that's what they do, and you may, you may be able to do that online now with the Writers Guild because and before they, you had to drop the envelope off. They put they dated it, put it in the file, like it. and then they had it sealed, and it was good for three years uh, Dude, with there. Write it up quick on notes, and then just print it. And we have an envelope. Or I big can't print from this. Thing. Let's go. We can okay, throw it in the I'm going to do this. And it has to contain all the ideas. Okay, write that it up he and me- email it, has it to contain me. All the ideas that he mentioned, because they like can, what if, if one idea just was anything. mentioned on the air, Doesn't then matter. they can take that idea and do something and say it's not in the treatment. Therefore, it's. Uh, it's fair use. And by the way, idea. you guys seriously want to do this? Yep. Oh, I'm telling you, this movie would be huge. And in the transcript, in the transcript, you, what you do is just you know, what you do is included in the treatment of the transcript of the show. Boom, done. Boom. Yeah. And the thing about it is, it's not cruel because they don't even use the electrolarynx anymore. Can he be an That's asshole, borderline personality disorder? Yeah, absolutely. All of it. It's a, really a total brick. Because I've got lots of tricks that I've been learning. Mean, you can start seeing <laughs> other people to his girlfriend. And you can do the people who burp talk, too. Exactly. <laughs> what you're going to hear now is a personal endorsement. Are we going to have them doing commercials? All right, so okay. let's just go over it quickly again <clears throat> so I know what you want me to write down. Okay. Just like the brief outline. Yes, right, as though you're writing a movie without dialogue. I'm just you're, writing you're bullet the, points at Yeah, the that's fine. That's fine. Um, how about he so does have, a commercial for Electrolarynx uh, Company, for <clears throat> the Electrolarynx Company, because he's become so popular that people who have not had their larynx removed right. are using it. They want to get yeah, their larynx like removed. Yeah, like billions and Becomes billions a trend. of like units. Trends on Twitter. Sold. Spring break <laughs> style. It's like, yeah, MTV spring break. It's like, yeah. I'm telling you, he's so poor. Because even though they don't use the electrolarynx anymore, he's so poor he can't afford to get the other operation. So he has to go with the electrolarynx. <laughs> and then it's not cruel because people don't use them anymore. We used to have a woman that called into the KQ Morning Show with an electrolarynx, and it, it was great because she would call and she'd go, I heard that joke this morning. Simply amazing. <laughs> it was the greatest. You can get electrolarynx on eBay for 400 bucks. Oh, I should get one. <laughs> you don't need one. Hilarious. You can just do it. Just to use on the show. Save your 400 it, bucks it really and just do it on your own. your voice comes out <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I know. That thing is so there's... You have to have. I'm gonna do this too. Guys, do this in the movie. (laughs) Tracheotomy. That's right. Take that big puff through their neck. I love that look. If you learn how to talk by mouthing the words without actually talking, you could. But you have to still make a move. You have to move your throat. No. You have to move your mouth. You should move the parts of your mouth because you create the vibration. Right. You just move that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just mouth (laughs) the words with the thing on, it would sound like you needed it. Just get a Norelco and leave the cap Okay, on so the thing, the the thing is possibly possessed. <clears throat> Remember? What? The, oh, right. Yeah, it's possibly possessed. 
What uh, what other things did you say? Possessed. Hacked. Yeah. Yeah, the electrolarynx is itself a racist. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's possessed. It might right. be possessed. <laughs> the one he got was a racist. Or or potentially programmed by a racist. By a Russian right. 17-year-old right. and, racist. And, and he hacked. didn't know it's having that, that somebody had so hacked. we could go either way. Somebody had hacked the electrolarynx <laughs> to be racist, and he came out to do his regular <sighs> act. He crushed. But it, <laughs> and crushed. it just killed. Yeah, it's his best It just ever. killed the room. <laughs> He just crushes it. It's like, uh, we got to leave it. I'm going to keep it. It's like the magic piano where and, he like loses it and, and then, then he, he has to try and do it And then there's a phone. search for who hacked it. He has oh. to He has to, do, he has to de- reverse engineer uh, I, the I lyrics and try to find out who <laughs> The whole it was Don Rickles. It was Don Rickles. It was Don Rickles. You hockey puck. So we have a cameo by Don Rickles sitting at a big computer. It would be huge. This movie, we got to get this thing into production immediately. You know, we're going to kick Kickstarter to pay for the guy. Yeah, got to crowdfund. We'll it. probably make a fortune. Who's the lead? Uh, we got to find out who. Let's we'll, we'll see if Swardson wants to do it. He'd probably be he good might, at it. Yeah, he might be really good. Well, at it. they or were Mordall. thinking in the chat they prefer. He's done his whole life, and then he gets the electrolarynx, and now he's all of a sudden a superstar. Like he's just skyrocketing. He, he won't leave his farm and duel him. Yeah. Right, and he's and he's an old timey guy who does just old time Caskill jokes and shit yeah. like that. How about Carl? But Frank? now he's really yeah, relevant. It, everything's it hip and perfect. relevant. All the young people <laughs> yeah. love him. It changes the entire paradigm. Oh, about I know. People think of old people. Let's have it be uh, Kramer. It's oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, God. bring him back. He would yeah. be perfect. I'm he's not the one who hacked him. Again. He's the one who hacked him. Oh yeah, there you go. I, uh, I wish I had Mordahl's number with me because we call him right now and tell him you've been cast as the I lead. Either. Are you sure I didn't program him on your phone? Probably. I don't think so. So how many bullet points do I need to make this like Four actual bullet points. Four. Ten? I have seven. Comedian has a laryngectomy, nope, ends up with him. an electrolarynx, becomes an asshole, tells racist jokes on stage. Turns out it's the larynx that's racist, not him. <laughs> Everyone loves the act, even though it's terrible. He sets out to find the reason it's misbehaving. It goes from the reason is Don Rickles. <laughs> Obscurity to superstardom. I hope he lives long enough. Obscurity to superstardom. Be like, because there'd be a ton of Jew jokes, because Don Rickles is a Jew. <laughs> It'd be wonderful. And what's better than a Jew joke? clips to flatten the curve of having a good time or actually they'll spike up that curve of having a good time on another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by bradshaw and bryant great clips this week from frank Kellyendo, nick DiPaolo, and the electrolarynx think tank table read Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.